Good morning. James and I'm a composer, video game music enthusiast and all-round nerd. Now video game music has always inspired me and fascinated me throughout my life. For anyone that's counting, that's almost 30 years. The ability to immerse myself in different worlds, stories and environments and have the music act as a gateway to these mystical places never ceases to amaze me. So many boundaries have been broken in such a short space of time because of this medium. I invite you to join me as I analyse some of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Welcome to My Melodies of Life. I only just realised how much the stars are aligning here. Not only has the release of Tekken 8 come and gone, Tekken is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. I completely missed that. Let's continue riding this wave and dive straight into the music of Tekken 2. We didn't have to wait long for this game to surface into the arcade scene. Only a year after the console release of Tekken, Tekken 2 started to appear in Japanese arcades. The console release won't be until a year after that. If you're not counting, the original console release of Tekken released in 1994 in Japan. Fans who not had easy access to arcades would have to wait another two years to bring themselves back in to the King of Iron Fist tournament once again. And what an improvement we have on the template that the first game brought us. More characters, more moves, more modes, smoother polygons, and an absolutely legendary soundtrack to boot. Not only do the original composers return for another one, Akira Nishizaki, Takashi Furukawa, and Hideaki Mitsuri join Yoshie Arakawa and Yoshie Takianagi and bring in their talents over to Tekken 2. Five composers for one project. I think that might be a My Melodies of Life record. I'm really looking forward to hearing the results of their collective labour. But first, I'm aware that the arcade soundtrack and the console soundtrack do slightly differ in some cases. Musically speaking, a lot of each other's counterparts are basically the exact same track with minor alterations. As we won't have a lot of major alterations to the music until Tekken 3, I'm going to primarily focus on the console soundtrack for this episode. This is primarily down to personal preference and the overall audio quality absolutely shines in comparison to the seemingly compressed arcade soundtrack. Now that little disclaimer box has been ticked, we need to cover the story to provide some ever important context. Here we go. Two years have passed since Kazuya Mishima won the first King of Iron Fist tournament and through his defeated father Heihachi Mishima, off of a cliff, 
presumably to his death. Now the owner of the Mishima Zaibatsu, Kazuya chooses to hold a second tournament to mark another step on his path to domination, even as rumours that he has made a deal with the devil begin to circulate. During the course of the tournament, Kazuya meets the competitor Jun Kazuma, who he views as mysterious and without fear. Later, he is shocked to discover that Heihachi survived being thrown off from the cliff two years prior and has entered the tournament. Heihachi defeats Kazuya in the final round of the tournament. He takes Kazuya's unconscious body to an active volcano and tosses him into the crater. With Kazuya gone, Heihachi reclaims the Mishima Zaibatsu. The music that's used for console version's introductory cutscene, titled Black Winter Night Sky, comes out a lot more naturally than its predecessor in regards to musical progression. No more sudden jump cuts to different styles to the point where it just sounds messy and incoherent. There is one thing however that I did find, which ended up being a surprising coincidence that connects this to another introductory piece from another sequel that I previously covered. This is just personal speculation, but there must have been some inspiration taken from the introductory music from Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, as both pieces initially share a similar vibe, primarily due to both pieces using synthesized instruments, and they are both in the same key, that being G minor. Both stories follow acts of betrayal and revenge as well, so, intentionally or not, the parallels are definitely present. Now let's move on to the character select music for Tekken 2. After listening to the first game soundtrack, we know that the music needs to build anticipation for the battle ahead, and that there needs to be a steady tempo throughout to represent the passage of time. Time that is not in your favour, as you'll need to select a character to play as within a time limit. At least that is the case in the arcade version. The downside with the first game's character select background music was that it was a very short, looping motif that can be gruelling after the first five times of listening to it. Thankfully lessons were learned, and we have the solution to that problem right here, titled, Are You Ready? The tempo is still as steady as before, but the intensity has died down a little bit. Every time I hear it, I feel like I have just enough time to explore my spiritual connection with each character before making my decision. The bass still has a nice rising counter melody that sits with the chord sequence nicely. I strongly appreciate the percussion taking a step back and have a hi-hat cymbal carry the tempo, and not rely on the bass drum too much. To top it all off, we now have a short but sweet, simple melody that makes the overall musical experience a lot easier on the ears. It's one of my personal favourites when it comes to character select music. The stages and arenas in this game are not randomised anymore, they are now tied to whoever you end up fighting against as you progress through the game. 
The story synopsis mentions one of the new characters that make their debut in this game, environmentalist Jun Kazama. Let's see if the theme for her stage matches her goals and her personality. This is Morning Field. There's definitely a sense of mystery surrounding her character as shown in the introductory chord sequence. After we get a small hint of the potential destiny that lies ahead of her, we get to the optimistic and free-spirited side of the character. As June hails from the rural Japanese countryside, traditional Japanese instruments like the shamisen are bound to make an appearance or two here. And of course, as this is a fighting game, we need that postmodern percussion to keep up the energy levels before our brains think we want to relax by listening to this music. It's a little contradictory, sure, but it gets the job done. What else can I say? Before I introduce this next piece, I want to explore the other side of the entertainment spectrum for a short while. As the movie industry is going to evolve with the times, so does styles of genres and tastes. With that, more and more public figures with their own revolutionary styles start to have more of a spotlight shine on them. Imitation is the best form of flattery, as the saying goes. Naturally, Tekken is no exception. There are a lot of tributes to the martial arts stars of the past and present, at least at the time, in the character roster. Paul Phoenix is a tribute to Chuck Norris. Martial Law is a tribute to Bruce Lee. Another new character that has been added to Tekken 2, Lei Wulong, is keeping this trend going by having his moves based on the then up-and-coming Hong Kong stun powerhouse Jackie Chan. Let's see how this is translated over to the musical side of things with his theme. The Place, 1997. Immediately after the introduction hits, I always think of two words. All of the Jackie Chan fans out there can say this with me because I know you're all thinking the same thing. I'll count you in, okay? One, two, three. For Police story! Ah, well, seven out of ten ain't bad. But in a way, all your answers are correct. Just look at any Jackie Chan film that released in the 1990s and every single one has the typical flair that only he can bring. Car chases, groundbreaking stunts, fluid and fast-paced fistfights that take advantage of the setting's environment. You can't help but visualize a little montage of these scenes whenever you hear this music. I absolutely love the use of the rock setup here. It keeps you on your toes or fingers in this case, as it is a video game. A perfect introduction to a character who'll become one of the staples of the franchise. For the last two pieces that I want to mention in this episode, I want to explore the last two fights that take place during the single-player arcade mode. As explained in the story synopsis, the final boss in this game is the current head of the Mishima Zaibatsu, Kazuya Mishima. 
a man who's known nothing but a warrior's lifestyle, and the urge to conquer and reign superior to those that came before him. Again, as this is the last person you encounter before you are considered the champion of this tournament, and the stages are now linked to your opponent, the music needs to match the stakes that are on the line. For the console version, we have Emotionless Passion. Kazuya Mishima's persona in Tekken 2 is like that of a typical tyrant. Always power hungry, never satisfied, and will only see fist to fist with someone instead of eye to eye. He'd consider being in his own presence a just reward for winning the King of Final Fist Tournament 2, let alone have a chance to fight him. The music travels back in time to the feudal periods of Japan, where differences were always settled with combat without any interference. It doesn't matter what the stakes were, only one person can come back from this. Beat Kazuya in his own game, however, and you'll have to face... The Devil Within. This piece, titled Be In The Mirror, is the final theme for the final stage. Kazuya Mishima has awoken something inside of him, which we later know to be the inherited Devil Gene, which allows him to be a demonic form. This is his last resort to clasp onto this power that he only just acquired. He will not let go easily. The music seemingly slows down the pace, bringing home this feeling of all or nothing. A slower, more simplified version of the theme, played by a trumpet, symbolizes that some of the human that formed this monster is still present in some way. The percussion comes back a little later as well, possibly representing his heartbeat meaning that the Devil's power is actually under the control of Kazuya. If he is still self-aware with all that power, then his opponent is already in more trouble than one might realize. Tekken, as a franchise, is now slowly starting to come out of Virtua Fighter's shadow and becoming its own entity. But how can this evolution progress into something that truly stands out from the competitor? Time for the next generation to shine.
one of my first and all-time favourite games of all time, Tekken 3, will be our next venture. This game's arcade and console soundtracks are a lot more varied compared to Tekken 2, so I might have to make this episode a two-parter to make sure that I have enough time and space to cover everything that I want to say about these soundtracks. For the time, they are an absolute behemoth, but I'm jumping the gun here. These next few months are going to be a very interesting time for me, and not just because of all of the games coming out that are my most anticipated titles in the last few years. You can find out everything in due course by going to my social media, links to which will be in the description of this episode, as well as to my portfolio website and my coffee page. I know that I don't post a lot because I do live a very private life, but it just goes to show that when I do post something, it's something extra special that I want to express, and I don't want anyone to miss out. Enjoy Valentine's Day for those who celebrate. I hope these episodes make decent company for those that don't. I'll know if I am by your rating, sharing, and subscribing to My Melodies of Life wherever you get your podcasts from. But for now, I must say my goodbyes before I run out of outro music. This has been a Lewis James production of My Melodies of Life.